all of you. And uh, of course, um, it's a deep uh, topic, the uh, Radha and the love and praying that uh, she personifies. It's uh, highest ideal in terms of the Prayojan Tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnavism to taste the Prayam of Radha. And that is not very easy to say and to talk about and to articulate, but it's much, much, much more difficult to attain hmm, than to talk about, which isn't easy. <laughs> so we'll try to say a few words. Hopefully will inspire us to uh, pursue um, that uh, that ideal. And for that, we turn to Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, the Bhagavatam is a very long book and a very old book and written in a language that is not uh, common today. And even in its time, it was not common, but the language of sadhus, scholars, amongst sadhus, for that matter. Not every sadhu is a scholar. <clears throat> so, um, given that, those those facts, it's not an easy book to understand by us in our times uh, today. And um, <clears throat> that said, nonetheless, it is the main uh, pramana or source of uh, scriptural evidence for the position that the Gaudiya Vaishnavas take with regard to the central position of Radha in in the context of of, of loving Krishna. <clears throat> and that comes to bear, of course, in the context of the Bhagavatam within the five chapters dealing with the Rasalila, Ras Panchadjai. Adhyay means chapter, Panch means five. So there's five chapters. I've said before that when we get to the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, which is, if you want to compare the entire Bhagavatam as it is sometimes to the body of Krishna, the 10th canto is his smiling face. And there we find there are three main centers of Rasic concentration that showcase Bhatsali Rasa, the chapters surrounding the Damodar Leela, Sakya Rasa, the chapters really beginning with the Brahma Bhimohan Leela, extending over several chapters. This is a, from a Bhatsali Rasa center to a Sakya Rasa center to the five chapters um, dealing with the, uh, the Rasa Leela, we have a Madhurya Rasa Center, and that's the center of the center, if you will, of, of the Bhagavatam. Um, this is where the text reaches its apex, its, its, its zenith. Everything after that reflects back on it, so to speak. <clears throat> and everything prior to that is building up to, at least in, in the context of the, of the Braj Leela itself, that, Tenth Canto uh, describes 
um, everything prior to that is, is, is leading up to this. So it's an exciting time. And um, we're dealing, of course, with the gopis' love for Krishna. And what is brought out in this section is that amongst the gopis, one of them is, is there's a special one. Sometimes we're asked why, if Radha is so important, if she's so central, um, if she is the fullest expression of love for Krishna, Prema Mahi, hmm? um, Mahabhavani, Mahabhavsvarupani, the very form of Mahabhav and so on, these ways in which we go describe her. If this is the case, why is her name not even mentioned in your book, the Bhagavatam? It's a common, common question. It, they, there are several answers to that question, but one uh, way to approach that is to pause and first and point out that no gopis' names are mentioned in the Bhagavatam. Hmm. No gopis' names are mentioned. But nonetheless, it is mentioned that one of them is special. Hmm. So we know from the Bhagavatam there is a special one. Hmm from the narrative. There can be no doubt about that. We'll go through that a little bit. What is her name? It doesn't make that much difference. There's a special one. And she has different names for that matter by which she is known. For example, if we go to the Shruti, the Gopal Tapani Upanishad, we find there's a special leader, so to speak, in terms of love, Amongst the gopis, and there she's known as uh, Gandharvika. Hmm? So she has different names, just like we ourselves go by different names, nicknames, first names, last names, so on and so forth, spiritual names. <laughs> and um, and uh, of course, in other Puranas like the uh, Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana, Haribamsa Purana, Radha's name is mentioned, other gopis' names are mentioned, but again, no gopis' names are mentioned in the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. But one gopi, it is pointed out that one gopi is special and has, has worshipped Krishna mm-hmm. um, better than anyone else, and thus in the midst of um, their union as the as the Rasa dance is about to begin, suddenly Krishna disappears, of course, and the gopis go looking for him, following his footprints. But before we get into that, go into that further, one of the ways, uh, continuing along this line of thought, to answer the question is that in Indian aesthetics, Ras Shastra is considered to be a fault if the parakya or the paramour lover's name is mentioned. She shouldn't be mentioned. In worldly rasa, it's, it's, it's hard to refer to it like this because Bharat, the kind of sage who is the uh, original propounder of 
uh, enunciator of Indian aesthetics, uh, speaks about worldly rasa in a way that, uh, in his estimation, leads to displacing oneself from the immediate and entering into an experience that somehow could be comparative to Brahman realization. Something like, like deep sleep is comparative to Brahman realization. So when you enter the theater and, 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 and through drama and the arts, you are transported out from where you are seated and into the experience in the drama, you get displaced a little bit from your uh, material um, preoccupation of self and so forth. So it's something along these lines. We we, we call it secular rasa or worldly rasa because it's not talking about bhakti rasa, rasa as a transcendental ideal. But it's he was obviously a religious man, so it's hard to refer to it as secular rasa. But the rasa theory of of Indian aesthetics or Indian aesthetics in which rasa is the soul, the the fullest, richest expression of of emotion and so forth. Um, in that, uh, so there are you know, there are rules, and one of the rules is not to mention the name of the parakee lover because. That is the parakia is not uh, um, brought out there as a viable um, emotional ideal. But when we come to the bhakti rasa of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, of the Bhagavatam, Nigama Kalpatura Galitam Palam, Sukumu Varamatandrava Sangitam, Pibata Bhagavatam Rasam Alayam, Mahuraho Rasika Bhupi Bhavaka. Bhagavatam tells in its third stanza, <clears throat> the opening of the book, that this book, this is, is a Ras Shastra. Hmm? It's the ripened fruit of the tree of all the Vedic literature, and that tree has made it, that fruit has made itself available in the form of the Bhagavatam because it's, it's, uh, Galitam Phalam. It's a fruit that's fallen from the branch, so it's easy to pick up. You don't have to climb the tree. And pick it up, smell it, taste it, drink it, and you will pass out from it. And when you wake up, what you should, should you do? It says, uh, again, drink it again. Um, so, um, given that it's a Ras Shastra, and given that we, and given that Krishna, because it's spiritual, is the object of love, um, Vishayalambana of, of all the rasas. Therefore, in relation to him, if there's parakya, this is not a blemish, this is not a problem. But, nonetheless, Sukadeva is following, so to speak, the, the standard. Don't mention the parakya lover's name. And they're all parakya lovers, every one of those gopis. <laughs> so none of their names are mentioned. Hmm? Of course, it's also said from another point of view, from, from the point of view of ecstasy, that that uh, had Sukadev mentioned her name, he might have passed out and 
and the text would have been interrupted, but the narrative would have been interrupted. But but again, none of the names are mentioned. And this broader idea is covered from the point that I've raised. But what is pointed out, as we're explaining and have mentioned already, is that one gopi is singled out as being special. And of course, she is said to have been Aradhana, one who worshipped better. Aradhana means the best worshipper, Aradhana. So she worshipped more was the conclusion of the gopis who were looking for Krishna. Arguably, some of them at least, who weren't her close friends and supporters, hadn't necessarily conceded to the fact that she was special. Certainly her own friends, Sakis, Manjaris, knew that, but not everybody would necessarily concede that point. They didn't notice that although although Krishna had disappeared, another gopi, one gopi, had gone with him. But when suddenly, following the footprints of Krishna, the footprints of another gopi also showed up, then they had to admit there's two ways to understand this nice uh, verse of the Bhagavatam, nice section of the, of the 32nd chapter of the, the second and the last of the five chapters in the Ras Panchanjai dealing with this Mandari Rasa and Radha's brain. Two ways. Uh, the more popular way amongst the commentators is to say that Radha's Manjaris, Radha's Sakis, her friends and her, her maidservants and her friends, when they saw the footprint, because they knew what the lotus imprint of Krishna's, of Radha's uh, foot looked like, being familiar with it, massaging it uh, when the occasion arose and so on and so forth, they could understand, oh, uh, Radha is, is with with Krishna, another special. So they said, um, Aradhan, another, he's with another gopi. Bhakti Vinod, however, takes a different course in his Bhagavad Bhagavad uh, Mal, where he takes a thousand verses of the Bhagavatam and categorizes them according to Sambandha, Abhide, and Prayodhana. He says at the end of the book, he, this Rup Dhamma appeared before him and told him to write this book. So it's a special book. But in that book, um, describing this verse, he gives voice to Chandravali. Hmm. And Chandravali says, oh, she has worshipped him more. So in his perspective on this, she is conceding at this point. Well, there's another gopi. It's my cousin. Hmm. And actually, she's pleased Krishna um, more than me. Hmm. That's her conclusion. right? Who else could it be? My chief competitor is not... There's no one that's, that's in 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 close competition with me except Radha, my cousin, but she's one. I can see, oh, he's with another gopi. So this has a strong effect on uh, on, the, on the gopis who continue their, their search. Meanwhile, and this is the place where Radha's name, of course, is mentioned indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is there. Mm-hmm. But they continue their search, and meanwhile, Krishna is, is with Radha alone. Hmm? And the implication, of course, of that is that 
that with all of the gopis, Krishna is not satisfied. But um, if Radha is not there, but if Radha is there and no other gopis are there, he can be satisfied. It reminds me of a chapter of Gopal Champu that is an original chapter um, written by Jiva Goswami. Most of his chapters in the book follow the chapters of the Bhagavatam and reiterate them with his own insights and his own feelings, of course, to bring out these sentiments. At the end of the book, he says, so you take your pick. I've taken them th- you through step by step the different rasas. Which one appeals to you? Follow it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, so uh, most of his chapters in Gopal Shanku, which constitutes a retelling of the Prakat Leela, uh, follow the chapters of the Bhagavad but he has a couple of original chapters. And just prior to the chapters on Rasa Leela, uh, one of his original chapters uh, depicts Krishna practicing with his flute, um, which has uh, extraordinary effects. And um, uh, he was successful having an impact on the inanimate creatures, on the animal kingdom, on other humans, and so on and so forth. But his goal in such uh, fluting is to attract the attention of Radha, ultimately. Hmm? He hasn't been successful yet. Hmm? He's learning the art. But uh, in this chapter, he plays his flute such he gets close in that all of the gopis assemble. But Radha didn't come. She passed out in her place, but couldn't, but, but couldn't come. So they all come, and he then seeing that Radha's not there, he cannot be satisfied. He has to send them all back. Meanwhile, Radha's maidservants are with Radha, and she's in a, she seems to be in a, a comatose condition. Purnamasi's brought to, to try to remedy the situation and she sends Madhumangal to bring Krishna there saying, you know, basically saying you cause this problem, you have to resolve it. It's a beautiful, beautiful chapter. Um, but point being that um, with all of the gopis and not Radha, Krishna can't be pleased. With Radha alone, without all the gopis, he can be. Now this is not to make less of any of the gopis. They're all worshipable by us. They're all Kaya Vyuha. It means they're extensions of uh, Kaya Buha, ex- extensions of Radha's own body, which is the embodiment of Mahabhav. Hmm? Mahabhav is like something like this. Within Krishna, all of the avatars are found. So all of their excellences, all of their specialities and so forth, that different devotees become attracted to and thus become devotees of that avatar or another avatar are all within Krishna and more. Simply, similarly, similarly, all the possibilities of rasa, bhava, are within Mahabhava. She's the embodiment of Mahabhava. That's why I say sometimes that in every devotee, there's a little bit of Radha, Ladini Shakti. So, in, in particular, Relative to our point here, the gopis are expansions of her own body, which means they are embodiments of aspects of her bhav, her beauty, rupa, for example, means in this case, 
beauty. Rupa Manjari is the beauty of Radha. Personified, just taking beauty. So just to give an example. So we're not minimizing them, but while some aspect of Radha in the form of one gopi or another can satisfy Krishna for the moment, to some extent, he can only be fully satisfied in the company of Radhika. And there and there's a need, we'll go into this too, there's a need for these other gopis in terms of uh, such in order that the love of Radha and Krishna can be what it is. But here they are all searching for Radha and meanwhile Krishna is with her alone. But then Krishna, as as the chapter goes, disappears from Radha as well. And the gopis arrive on the scene and they see the desperation of Radha, the measure of her bhav in separation, which is uh, more powerful, more overwhelming than the entirety of their separation combined. They're experiencing separation from Krishna. I mean, you have to understand the point here. They have left home in the middle of the night, let the milk boil over, let the babies cry, let those who are married, let the husbands forget whatever, and Dharma out the window. What will happen to the whole village? What will the reputation of the village be if in this village all these girls are illicit? What kind of village is that? They didn't care for that. Let, let that happen. Hmm? They had no they had no ear for that, only ear for the flute sound of Krishna and they went. Hmm. At such risk, everything they risked. Hmm. Their reputation. I mean, they could have their they're be locked out of their own homes, disbanded or disinherited by their parents, um, cut off and and so forth, become homeless people in, in, in the forest. At such risk, they went and Krishna disappeared from them. <laughs> What is the, what, what, what's their position? How, how, how they felt? We tried just to try to imagine what would become of them. Where, where, where has he gone? Why is he doing this? Hmm? And then they come upon Radhakus, who didn't do that to, but now he has done that to. He's left her also. But her condition exceeds in great magnitude that of all of their condition and separation combined, their desperation combined. Hmm? And then, of course, they gather together, giving sympathy, empathy for one, for one another as a group. They all feel the same way, so there's somewhat the burden is somewhat mitigated by sharing one's burden with another. It can be mitigated to some extent. And there they begin uh, Sankirtan. They bring Lila Kirtan, Nam Kirtan, the banks of the Jewel, and of course Krishna finally um, re- reappears on the scene. Mm-hmm. At which point they ask him a question. Mm-hmm. Politely and cleverly, they they cite a riddle to him. 
describing three different uh, types of of lovers, and which is the best they are asking. But what they really want to know is, what the heck kind of lover are you? Here we did this. We came all this way, we, and and he left us. You went with one. We kind of understood that. Then you left her. You know, what what's going on here? What 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 kind of lover are you? So, of course, Krishna replies. He speaks about different types of of lovers, um, and those who reciprocate only when others give. Uh, selfish people, those who reciprocate when, even if others don't reciprocate, two types, those who are family members, in other words, parents reciprocate to the children, even when the children don't reciprocate, and then those who don't have families, or compassion, or sadhus, they do the same, even if the students or other people, ordinary people, um, disregard them or abuse them still, they show compassion to them. And then, of course, there are people who are self-satisfied, gyanis, they don't reciprocate, and, and they're envious people, and um, um, people who are um, ungrateful, uh, and so forth. So Krishna plays out all these different types of lovers. And then he says, but uh, the reason that I left you is what, is what you really want to know, hmm? what you're really asking is because I, this is my nature, I do this. I, I disappeared so that I could increase the measure of your love because when one finds something valuable and then loses it, the extent of its value increases and shows up in the person who's feeling the loss. So I wanted to see that. And so he tenders this answer and, and it, it's, it, it seems to, the gopis were implying you're the ungrateful type. <laughs> um, he says not not really. This this is this is this is my position. This is why I did this, and so it mitigates the situation to some extent. And and the rasa dance begins, which is the final chapter of the Raspancha Jai. But what's evident from this, of course, uh, is that Krishna. We're trying to understand Radha Prem. She's the embodiment of that Prem to understand her. But Krishna didn't understand her. What is our position? (laughs) Krishna didn't understand. Hmm? He disappeared, yes. And yes, to see the measure of their love and understand it when it's showcased in separation. But seeing it, he said that, um, that he couldn't reciprocate in kind for it. He said, but the kind of love that you have is is like that of sadhus. It's perfect. And you've left everything, as I mentioned earlier, at all risk. Um, and you're exclusively devoted to me. You've given up parents, everything. I don't give up my parents. I haven't given up my friends, my cows, everything. I haven't risked my reputation here hmm? um, in the way that you have. Um, and so I can't reciprocate in kind. What, what he's really saying from the Godi perspective is, he says that in a life of Brahma, I could not reciprocate. Or once in the day of Brahma, I'll try to reciprocate. Hmm? How's that? By becoming a sadhu myself, 
and then making devotees for you. I'll try to make up for the fact that I can't reciprocate in kind your love by doing this is of course the verse that is the that out of which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears. Krishna admits that his, his he cannot reciprocate in kind their love, and of course this piques his interest to, to taste that love because he does he can't reciprocate in kind it means he, it's beyond the can of his own experience, beyond the reach of his own experience, and he's uh, Rasika Shekhar, and so for him to be so, he has to be the taster of all rasas, but here. In, in, in this rasa, Radha's love, Gopi's love exceeds, they, their experience exceeds his own. So, of course, he, he wants, to, he wants to taste that love. And this is the genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his, uh, Sadhu Leela, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's teaching by, through his example, largely about Radha's love and trying to step into it. At the end of Chaitanya's Jaratamrita, he's successful when he says, Asli Shamam, Padaratam Vinashtam, the last verse of Shikshastakam. Um, the, uh, um, uh, Krishna Kabiraj Goswami says in here, um, uh, excuse me, at here, um, this verse is spoken by Radha, he says. So again, the implication is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is successful. Hmm? He's at, he, he is he's Krishna now. He's tasted the bhava of Radha. So I mean, this is our we, we're going in this direction. The point here, Krishna is Krishna's having a hard time doing this. Hmm? So so uh, so we should have very high regard for this. It's, it's not easy to talk about it as we began. But what to speak of experience it, even Krishna doesn't have the experience and he's trying, he has to have a whole new avatar, new, 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 new Leela to try to hope to be successful in experiencing the praying of Radha. And as an overflow of that, of course, the opportunity for us to taste it, um, is, 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 is made available. Mm-hmm. So it's very appropriate, therefore, the approach that uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasana Thakur took. Pujala Ragapata Gaurava Bhange Matala Harijan Kirtanarange. We should not worship Krishna with reverence as they do in Vaikuntha, but we should worship with reverence for the Gopikas, for the Gopas, for the people of Braj. Mahobhagya Mahobhagya Nanda Gopa Vajokasam Dhanmitram Paramanandam Pura Brahma Sanatanam. What is the position? That they've attained. Hmm. What can Krishna give any of them? Right? That's Brahma poses the question. What can you give them? They've given their whole selves to you. So, uh, with, with regard for those people, hmm, we shall try to, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself did, as Gore Krishna did, preach about their exalted position and then invite their uh, compassion um, their grace such that uh, they'll give us entrance into that um, ideal so it's a difficult uh, 
subject even to talk about, much more difficult to obtain. But this this is the way. You can't think your way there. So to extend the you know the, this discussion, of course, it's it, it, after the Rasa Leela, then Krishna had to think, you know, here I said this, I'm going to try to pay you back by once in the day of Brahma coming into the world here as a sadhu, following your example, your sadhuness, uh, sadhviness, your saintliness, and uh, and try to make recruit devotees for you. Hmm? Um, but that's a big statement to make. He doesn't even understand the brain. He hasn't experienced it. He says he's going to do that. Well, that's not an easy task. So he has to scratch his head after the night after and think, how am I going to do that? Hmm? Therefore, he consults with Subal and comes up with a plan. The plan is, with the help of Subal, who in some of the texts is, is portrayed as having various magical types of powers and abilities. Uh, and, uh, and, and that also, uh, in the context of uh, theatrics and uh, dramatic performance and so forth, um, they come up with a plan, and with and with Subal as a as a, as a as a um, what do you call them? Um, what are those people who called in movies who change your complexion and dress you? And, cause, makeup artist. Hmm? Makeup artist. What did you call makeup. him? Makeup artist. Makeup makeup artist. Yeah, <laughs> he takes the role of a makeup artist and dresses Christian like a like a goddess, dresses him up like a goddess. And the, the, so dressed as a goddess, now he can approach the compound of Radha, where previous, where otherwise in his, his original form and dress, that, that's not, that's not possible. And as he comes onto the campus, so to speak, from a distance, Radha sees this beautiful damsel has come. Who is she? She asks Lalita Vishaka, who, who is this, uh, this uh, beautiful girl, I, I'm so attracted to her. Hmm? I feel a natural affection for her. They've never seen her before and so forth. So the gopis gather around. But this goddess, who is, of course, Krishna in disguise, hmm, doesn't say anything. He keeps the veil, pulls the veil over his eyes. And, and Radha tries to bring out from him. She gives him good psychological counsel. There seems to be something that's bothering you. You're here, but you seem concerned. Your heart is pained about something. If you share the pain of your heart with others, as we gopis do, empathizing with one another, sharing the pain of our own separation, it will mitigate the pain to some extent. So we all have a human experience of this. If we find someone, a sympathetic ear to listen to, we can just share our troubled mind with them. And he's our troubled mind. That's what they do. So so she counsels her like this uh, and uh, still she she doesn't get a, doesn't get a response from her. She thinks, and if it's, maybe it's not psychological, maybe it's not a hard pain. I could see you're suffering something. Maybe it's physical. Hmm. I have some oil 
that my father gave me for massage that said to cure all ills. And regardless of the science of that, the Ayurvedic science, the veracity of it, whether it's true or not, the fact that someone who loves me, my father gave it to me with love, means it has love in it. Hmm? So if I give that to someone else, hmm, that is an expression of my love, and, and surely that will cure your physical ailment. So she sends a manjari to bring that oil, and I'll give you a massage. Hmm? Uh, massage your head and your back and your arms and chest and so on and so forth. Hmm? Of course, that's going to be a problem, given that Krishna's in disguise. So now he begins to speak. <laughs> and, uh, and and there's the, and the need for the massages is is, is um, mitigated. Mm-hmm. And so he asks what what Krishna's doing there, because he's coming in disguise. He wants to learn about Radha Prem from Radha in some at least theoretically something that he can be better equipped to live up to his own claim hmm, that he is going to uh, uh, once in the day of Brahma take birth and and, and, and recruit gopis. Well, if you, how can you recruit gopis if you don't have uh, gopi prem, gopi bhav, right? Hmm. So he needs, he need, and he wants, of course, ultimately he hasn't said this, but he wants to taste it himself, right? He wants to experience that. This is a problem for him. So, while we can't get it simply by by hearing about it, that can be helpful, nonetheless. Learning some of the some some theoretical getting getting some theoretical knowledge. Of course, he's going to gain theoretical knowledge in good association association of Radha herself. So. He expresses, he says, here's the problem that this is, this is, this is what's paining me here. This is why I'm here. Hmm? I'm, I'm a, I'm a goddess from, from the celestial realm. And everybody goes, Oh yeah, we, that seemed like it. You're a goddess. Hmm? And there in heaven, there's a, we hear the, we ladies hear the sound of the flute and it, it disturbs the whole atmosphere. The ladies, Turn into a, become on fire with passion. And when their husbands go to embrace them, they get burned. Hmm? And they have to step back. (laughs) So the whole heaven is, is, the affairs there are disturbed by this flute. Hmm? But uh, seeing this, I, I reasoned, I have to find out the source of this flute. And I did my research and my yoga and my meditation, and I concluded it's coming from here, down on earth. And in this little simple village of, of cowherds. And, and I have been watching and witnessing and seeing the goings on between Radha and Krishna and Gopis. And of course, I know now it's his flute and how Radha, how Radhika, how you are responding to it. And I have come here, and my desire is to become a maidservant of you. I want to become your maidservant. You please take me in. So Radha is very pleased to hear that. Oh, she's she's attracted to Krishna. She's she's sorted this all out and so forth. But then um, 
Krishna in the disguise of the goddess says, of course, that, but I have a problem. I want to be your maidservant. I want to uh, uh, assist you in every way. Your prem is, what I can see, is, is, is the greatest prem. But I feel there's a problem. And the problem is that despite your love, your prem being super excellent, it is reposed in someone who is not reliable. This Krishna, as it turns out, sometimes he says he's coming to meet you, but then he ends up going with another gopi. Then he shows up late, tells a lie. And these type of affairs are the norm for him. I don't know if you're aware of this, but this this is what this guy's like. He's unreliable. So, of course, the first lesson here is that if we want to have praying, any variety of praying, we have to love that it endures. We have to have an object to repose that love in that is reliable. In this world, no such object is to be found because everything is here today and gone tomorrow. So we need a consciousness other, so to speak, to repose consciousness, consciousness constituted other, significant other. This is an English phrase for those who don't speak English. Significant other means like a wife, means like a husband, right? A partner, a significant other to repose our love in whose constituted consciousness as we are ultimately and is Therefore, reliable. Of course, Krishna is that object. We're taught that. But here Krishna is for our sake and for anybody who's going to, to learn about Prem has to know. But it appears that he's not reliable, <laughs> but he is. So he makes, she makes this, uh, Krishna makes this point. Your love is great, but it's not reposed in a reliable other. So. This is this is giving me pain. It's it's a problem. Of course, she also goes on to say, and further, I saw that during the, during the Rasalila, hmm, he 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 left the other gopis. Then he he was alone with you. And then he left you. Hmm. Unreliable. Hmm. And furthermore, he's not even religious. He killed a he killed a calf, Batsasura. Hmm. He killed a lady who came and offered her breast to him, a nurse, Putana. How can you kill a lady, nurse? How can you kill a calf? What kind of person is this? So he, he makes these arguments. And, and of course, then it's up to Radha to, to respond. And so she speaks about first... No, she doesn't think that he's unreliable. Yes, he goes to other gopis. But when he goes with those other gopis, he knows that he's not with me and he can't be fully satisfied. And I know that. I know that about him. And she goes on to speak about it. What she's basically saying is that without Sancharibhav's there's no rasa. 
These other gopis, they provide opportunity for sanchari bhavs. Sanchari bhavs are bhavs that come and go. They're transitory. They come and go. That's the meaning of sanchari, gavichari, sanchari. And they augment the stai bhav, the dominant emotion. In Radha, of course, it is madhurya rasa. So despondency, for example, um, being angry with the lover and so forth, all these these are these are um, as I'm speaking about the sanchari bobs. And this these are one of the ecstatic ingredients that are necessary to be combined with the stayibhav and rise out of it such that the stayibhav will mature into prem. So she says that, oh, that all these gopis they're they're necessary hmm, for there to be praying. Gives them a little bit of lesson in in, in this affair. Hmm. Um, it's a uh, a little bit difficult to understand uh, the affairs between gopis and Krishna. Um, in that again, he looks like he's unreliable, and and so on and so forth. Is his is his uh, devotion to Radha? Is it any way compared to her devotion to him? Is it is it equal? Um, but uh, at the onset, for example, Ujjbal Nilmani, the commentators point out that, 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 that these type of intrigues that are part of human love, jealousy. Hmm, Lovers' quarrels, so on and so forth. This is part of human love. So the, the love of Braj to be human-like and therefore afford the intimacy that it, that it seeks to, all these aspects have to be there. Therefore, all the commentators have said that Madhurya Ras, if it was to personify, it would be a Priyanarma Saka, who, like Subal, for example, like Ujwal in particular, you could say, that uh, assists in these types of intrigues and so forth, helping to make them possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, an, it's an, the, these uh, point being that these rendezvous, these, these detours, if you will, of Krishna to, to Chandravali or others and, and, and so forth on the way to meet Radha and, and whatnot, they're all necessary for, for Radha and Krishna to experience the, the the Mahabhav. Mm-hmm. So she answers in this. She's giving him a lesson about about praying. But in the context of that, she says, really, first thing you have to understand is, if you try to talk about praying and explain it, it'll it, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from that. Mm-hmm. You can't get it like that. She gives a strong emphasis on what we might refer to as Gyan Bhakti. It's not something you can think about and get. You have to stop thinking to get it. You have to develop through association. You have to get attachment. And from attachment, when you have attachment for something, automatically you think about it. Automatically thoughts of it and the desire to have it or to please it because you like it surface in the mind. So in the mind of one who has raga, then in the mind, Automatically, one, one will think only how, without trying how to please the object. With everything I do, am I pleasing the object of my love? Will this please the object of my love? Will this please the object? Will that please the object of my love? And this is brain moving automatically like this. 
without calculating, thinking about it. Hmm? Then with regard to his disappearing from her during the Rasulita, she gives her own perspective. No, it's not his fault. You shouldn't think like that. He doesn't have any fault. Hmm? He knew that all the gopi that that I was feeling sad for the other gopis and compassionate for them. Therefore, it was getting in the way of our uh, union, and therefore he thought that that's a problem. But if I stay here and they come, that'll be another problem. Hmm? Then they won't understand the glory of Radha's love. But if I disappear and then they come, then they'll understand the virtues of Radha's love. And then they'll all accept her as their guru collectively and so forth. So it was, oh, she says, it was only for me that he did this. This is Howard. In other words, she's speaking about every instance which could be construed to be a fault on Krishna's part and reason for her not to love him actually becomes a reason that much more for her to love him. It looks like one thing. It looks like calm. Hmm? But actually it's prame. And prame, by contrast, can never be broken. In other words, whatever the lover does, hmm? however bad it might be interpreted by a third party, is converted into, in, into, a, into a positive that only causes the love to Increase that much more. So Krishna's seeing, learning this from, from Radha. And then with regard to his killing Putana and so on and so forth, she says, actually, it's not like that. He didn't do that. Hmm? He didn't do that. He was just a baby. How could he kill a nurse like that? Hmm? But when he was, when he, when the name giving ceremony was conducted by Gargacharja in the Taushit, he said that Narayan would do wonderful things through Krishna. So it's Vishnu Narayan. That given his good birth, does these things through him. He has no fault at all in this. Hmm? So she's showing by her response the nature of the praying cannot find any fault in the object of her love, and all these apparent faults should be understood in this way. So Krishna's in the form of the goddess is, is has, has learned something, but then he says. It's all well and good. I mean, again, I, I have no, 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 no doubt about the measure of your praying. Hmm? But while you love Krishna, how do I know that Krishna loves you? You say Krishna loves you. You think that he loves you. Hmm? And you're giving all these excuses for him. Hmm? But where is the evidence other than what you say, which is good, but I mean, is there any supportive evidence? That he actually loves you? Hmm? Has anyone said that? Have any of his friends said that? And if they did, they don't tell the truth anyway. They never tell the truth. You can't rely upon those corpus. Hmm? <laughs> For you, I make no profit. Hmm? This is the way of, way of the Vaishyas. So even if they said it, hmm? even if Subal says, Krishna loves you, hmm? Radha, we can't rely on that. Hmm? So how 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 can how can we know? Hmm? Is there any? This is this is this is my final concern, so to speak. Hmm. So then she gives another lesson in Rasa Tattva. She says what? She says 
I'll tell you something. If you believe, if you have faith in me, then you'll believe what I say. If you don't have faith in me, why well, should I even bother to say it? Hmm? I can't support what I'm going to say necessarily, but if you have faith in me, just here's what I want to say to you. Hmm? Krishna and I are one. We are actually only one soul with two bodies. What she's teaching here is that if you want to be my maidservant, you have to understand this, that Radha and Krishna combined are the Vishaya Lambana, are the object of love. Hmm? The two of them. Hmm? Radha's position is, for the Manjari, is one in which the Manjari loves Radha a little more than Krishna. Hmm? And her love for Radha hmm, uh, causes the love for Krishna to increase, nourishes it. Hmm. Ordinarily, a Sanchari Bhav nourishes the Stai Bhav. Here, what would be a Sanchari Bhav called Surat Rati, love of the friend, hmm, in these extreme, extreme case, as I'm in, in Manjari Bhav, is causing that uh, the the, the stai of love for Krishna is nourishing the love for Radha. Mm-hmm. It's it reverse. So in, in a sense, the two, Radha ascends to become, along with Krishna, the combined object of love. So she says, I know what Krishna's thinking mm-hmm. because he and I are one. A bit of tattva. Mm-hmm. Rasa tattva. He and I are two, we're two bodies, but we're only one soul. So Krishna, of course, his hairs are standing on end. He's witnessed the the, the sattvika bhavs of Radha. He's wished, wished, witnessed the 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 um, um, she, he learned a little bit about sanchari bhavs. He learned something about vibhava, shrayalambana, vishayalambana, and so forth. Um, but he begs for some further supporting evidence that and he gives an argument by which he thinks he can supply it if what you say is true yeah who can we ask but you you say you're one with krishna but here's a way we could resolve the situation and and my all my doubts would be uh eradicated you sit now go into meditation because you and krishna are one and bring him here just do that so Radha's, of course, now <laughs> she's nervous. How is it? How am I going to do this? So, but anyway, so she said as much. So she sits down, closes her eyes, prays to Surya Mitra, the sun god, hmm, who's, who, who she worships according to her birth, like Chandrabali worships the goddess Durga, Krishna worship, Radha worships Surya, and so forth. And, um, in her meditation, of course, then Krishna quickly changes his clothes before all the gopis and shows that it's him. Shh, tells him to be quiet. Hmm? Radha comes out of her meditation and there's Krishna sitting there. Hmm? And all the gopis celebrate. Just see, Radha and Krishna are one. Mahabhav Rasaraj Duyekarup. These are lessons that Krishna is learning from Radha. Hmm? That he will try to now put into place hmm, in Gorlila. Hmm? 
and the one Krishna becomes two eternally and the two being one appear in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu giving this brain very well. These are some lessons about brain that as I say are hard enough to articulate what to speak of attaining it. Krishna is trying to attain it. So we've got ourselves a very, very high goal. Very difficult to reach. We should hold one another's hands and try to help and seek all the help that we can get with a humble heart so we go go forward and and certainly uh, all these gopikas, gopas, all these people of Braj, they are all extremely compassionate. We cannot imagine. We can attract their attention not by our strength and power of knowing our ability to follow strictly and so forth, but by our weakness, by our necessity, by our appeal, by our weeping. But we can, this is the way to attract their attention. And then they give us the power. And they will imbue us with them, with the, with Swarup Shakti. And we'll be able to function in that, take part in Lila Seva, participate in that realm. That, it, that, that is far beyond the ideal of the yogis living in the caves, living in the caves of the Himalayas that are, that is, that are giving up everything, fasting and giving up sleep and sort of to attain their ideal, Brahma Sahuja. Far beyond Baikuntha, the reach of Baikuntha. Even Lakshmi could not enter into the Rasa dance. And here, <laughs> we're supposed to enter there. So, how effort should be, as I often say, make effort to get grace. That is our, that is our effort. To bring Pujala Ragapata Gaurava Bambi, Matala Harijan Kirtana Bambi. To attract the people, the people approach that Surup Shakti to descend within us. Shivarastami Mahamatsu Bhatiti Ki Jai, Radha Prem Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premarati. So, any questions? Shira Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tripurari Maharaj Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Any comments? I have a question, Guru yes. Yes. Um, so you said that all of the gopis are required for praying. And so it made me think of what then would we call what Mira had for Mira's relationship with Krishna. Mirabai. Right. So she only envisioned herself with Krishna alone. So is, could we consider that from a Gaudiya perspective? Is that even Prem? Because where are the Gopikas to help nourish that? Where are the Kaya Vyuha of Radha involved? They're not there. So what is that thing that she had? Of course, Mirabai is a famous uh, saint, lady saint, and uh, she was a contemporary of of Jiva Goswami, I believe. Um, and um, I remember long ago, uh, when I first uh, started the 
Sri Chaitanya Sangha, I was writing a magazine before I'd written any books, and it was entitled Clarion Call. And I did an article on um, women in bhakti, women in bhakti, I think I called it. And um, the uh, interview was, the, the, the article was centered around an interview that I did with um, the leading uh, lady uh, of the, I forget what, what the name of the group was, but the, the, the widows, they were widows of Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. She was a leader of the widows of Vrindavan who were all Bengalis who had lost their husbands and um, to, you know, fate. And as a result, they came to Vrindavan to live mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, live, live the saintly life and so forth. And so I was interviewing her. And in the context of interviewing her, I said, so do you have in your group a patron saint? Mm-hmm. She didn't quite know what I meant, and I said, you know, some someone who who is the you know main saintly figure that you 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 gather around, so to speak, and uh, uh, you know a feminine figure. And uh, to make my point, I said we were near the nearby nearby temple. There's a little nearby temple. I said like like nearby. She said, oh oh, she understood. She said, no 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 no. Mm-hmm. Not Mirabai, shaking your hand like, no, 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 no. Then she said, Vishnu Priya Devi. With such feeling, I was so moved by that. Oh, of course, Vishnu Priya was a widow. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would take a sannyas. They was, she's their patron saint. And so, and how she lived in separation from Mahaprabhu, just on the side, in the context of answering your question. But, um, yes, what is the experience of of Mirabai because, as you're pointing out, Chidahari, we don't find in Mirabai's songs any mention of anybody but Krishna. There's no Yasoda, you know, non-dimensioned, other gopis, and so on and so forth. Now, the Bhakti of the Gaudias is something that is attained by following the Ragatmikas. It's an important theological uh, point in uh, Jiva Goswami Sandarbhas, that there there is a Swarup Shakti. You know, a good part of the Bhagavad Sandarbhas is dedicated. There's something called the Swarup Shakti. And this Swarup Shakti is what makes the spiritual world go round. It gives a form to God. And and and, and it, it personifies as as his friend, as his mother, as his father, as 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 his his lover lovers and so forth. You can't have a Krishna hmm, as a child without a mother. Hmm? It's not going to be one of us. So, because here we are in this condition. So, in the, if, if Krishna is to be eternally a son, eternally a friend, he has to have eternal friends. Jiva Goswami cites this famous verse of the Bhagavatam, making this point in his chapter about Sakyaras. He says, Yon mitram paramanandam puna brahma sanatana. From the Bhagavatam. So Krishna has friends that are eternal. He has to have eternal friends. So the, the, these are these are manifestations of the Sarup Shakti. So if we're to come in touch with him, we're coming in touch with all of all of these friends, lovers, parents, so on and so forth. The setting and everything. 
So this is absent in her prayer. So all we can say about Mirabai is that she's not following Rupa Goswami's path. Hmm? There are all kinds of people who have some type of love for Krishna. There are people who love Krishna like Madhusudan Saraswati. He was a strict follower of Shankar, but he had bhakti. He writes things in his Bhagavad Gita commentary that show more love for Krishna on his part than many devotees have for Krishna. Even though his philosophy is that ultimately Krishna is only a, only a, he's the Purna avatar, but all the, the manifestations of the Godhead in this world are only part, uh, Saguna Brahman. And in the ultimate reality, there's only Nirguna, so there is no other there. There is no interaction. There is no love and so forth. Bhakti is a means. But in the context of looking at Bhakti as a means, he has great love for Krishna. Shankar himself said he'd like to retire on the bank of the Jamuna, just listen to hear about the pastimes of, of Shamsundar. So, so, um, so I haven't studied Mirabai, but she's not a Gaudiya Vaishnav. And when I, I remember Shira Marsh remarking similarly on this point that, um, that in her songs, there's no mention of these things. So, you know, what's her, what's her position? It's not the preem that, that, we're, that we're after. So what exactly, exactly is what I have to study? She could be in my body, ultimately. It's possible. I, I, don't, I don't know if that, there's, there's all kinds of possibilities. But, um, but yes, for the, frame of Radha and Krishna to be fully expressed, they need gopis are necessary. This is emphasized in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm-hmm. And the Sakya Baba, certain pre-enormous. This is necessary. This, these are necessary ingredients. So without that, she doesn't have it. So what she has, we don't know. We're not that interested either. There's all kinds of mystics out there. And some of them respect Krishna. But we follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Poor Krishna. Sadhu Krishna. Did I answer your question? Yeah, okay. What else? Here I see a question. It looks like it's in Spanish from Jessica. Yes, that he was, his mission was successful. As I mentioned at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Shikshastakam verses issue forth Lotus mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and um, in, in, in the embrace of and under the counsel of, of, of Ramananda Roy and Srup Damodar. And when Mahaprabhu, the last verse is mentioned, Krishnadas in his commentary says, and this verse was spoken by Radha. Hmm? So the implication is, yes, he was successful. He tasted, uh, he tasted, uh, Radhabhava. And, and of course, Krishna is going to be successful. He's Rasaraj. He's very crafty, very, very, very clever. So he invented a very, came up with a, I say, I should say, he conceived a very clever plan by which to taste that Bob. First, he went to Radha after Rasa dance, got a little schooling, created another Leela, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and he was, and, and in that, he was taught 
the intricacies of Radha Bhav from Ramananda and and Sarup Damodar and Garada Pandit as Radha stepped out of the way that, that could all take place. Hmm. So yes, he was he was successful. On the one hand, he was also successful in making available, so to speak, as a byproduct, the um, type of Madhuri Rasa, which we sometimes refer to as, as Manjari Bhav, by which one come, can come as close to what he experienced. Hmm? In other words, Manjari Bhav is the way to come as close to tasting, experiencing Radha's Bhav as one could, other than being coming Radha herself. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha. If you look very carefully at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you're going to look real, you never see those things where you look at it and you turn it one way, all of a sudden you see there's something else there. I don't know what they call that. Um, you know, look, look and see if you can see a cow in there. Oh, there's a horn. There's a horn. Oh, yeah. So if you look very carefully at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you'll see Krishna. Oh, keep looking, keep looking, then you'll see Radha. Hmm? These are two combined. So yes, he was successful. By his grace, you will be successful as well in your pursuit of your spiritual ideal. I give you my blessing for that. What else? Udurani. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Shamsundar apparently was doing this Spanish translation. And I hear when you're speaking and he was speaking at the same time. So Shamsundar did, because you took the last question, was there a further comment from that or what did you want to say? Shamsundar? Okay, I guess you can't hear me. Gurunvakya, you want to go ahead and ask Gurani's question? No, not not really, but it's true that Radha's love is always increasing. Praying by nature is full, but always always increasing at the same time. What it means is that this is an, an eternal moment, which is difficult to understand for us who live within time and space. So it's eternal moment. It's always happening. It's always happening. It appears to be happening at a certain time, and then at another time, and another time, by our calculation, but it's a moment in eternity. Hmm? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a, is a is a huge moment in eternity. What can we say about it? There are beginnings within eternity. How can that be? What is the beginning of eternity? Well, it's the end of time. Eternity has a beginning. What? Where is it? It's at the end of time. So when you get to the end of time, then you can understand eternity. And no one has spoken about eternity more than Gaudi Vaishnavism. What can you say about Brahman? Nothing. Hmm? What can you say about Krishna Leela? Well, you can never say enough. So it is a dynamic, ever-expanding. Does Krishna have new Leela? How could Krishna have a new Leela if the Leelas are eternal? Does Krishna have a new Leela? Or does Krishna always have new Leelas? He's always new. <laughs> so there's a becoming, there's a being, eternal being, and eternal becoming in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So it could get better every time, that's true, but, it, but, it's, but it's all one time at the same time. 
always getting always getting a little better a little better all the time <laughs> so <laughs> i have to admit it's getting better a little better all the time what else shamsundar we said dandavats pranam Maharaj. Yeah, this is a statement of Jiva Goswami. This is a statement of Raghunathas Goswami. This is a statement of, of Rupa Goswami. This is a statement of Vishwana Shakti Thakur. So I'm only repeating their statement that if we were to, and we do poetically personify Ujwal Rasa, Madhuri Rasa, takes the shape of a Priyanarma, Saka. So these friends of Krishna, they're intimately involved in one of the things that they do, for example, one of the uh, Anubhavas of such friends of Krishna is that they're the message bearers of their Yuteshvi, of their, of their Gopi group leader, bringing message to Krishna. They take the side of the, uh, support the side of their, their, their group leader and so forth. So they're very much involved in the intrigues. In fact, in terms, let's say, for example, the mana of Radha, where she becomes angry with Krishna for, for good reason or for no reason, no good reason, it would seem. Um, and the whole group of Sakas who are involved in Narma, Narma Sakas and, and, and Sakis, they, they need to break the bond of, of, of Radha, that there can be again Pranai, union of Radha and Krishna. So, no one is more capable of doing that than Subal. He's the most capable. So how can you dispense with him? So, so the point only being is that for some reason they've, they've, pers- they've personified Madhurya Rasa as a Priyanarma Saka rather than as a Priyanarma Saki, hmm? who is equally important, involved, necessary, all, without the Sakis, this, uh, uh, love of Radha and Krishna cannot uh, reach its fullest uh, uh, expression. Mm-hmm. That's true. But also without the Dharma Sakas, and they have personified the Madhurya Rasa as a Priyanarma Saka. Um, you could say, by extension, Krishna is a, is a Priyanarma Saka, I suppose, but they haven't said like that. Uh, and therefore, he is Madhurya Rasa personified. Um, uh, for some reason, they have given him a given the Ujwal Rasa personified a male personality. Mm-hmm. The only implication is that is that these types of intrigues and jealousy and pettiness and so forth that are undesirable in the material world, but are nonetheless part of human love, mm-hmm. are have to be part of Krishna's love life for it to be human-like, but because it's Krishna's love life, they they don't have negative effects. They have a positive effect, giving rise, as I said earlier, to Sanchari Bhavs, augmenting the Stai Bhav, so on and so forth. So, I've written a little bit about this in in, a, in, a, in, a, in my book, forthcoming book, so you'll be able to read about this idea. What else? That's it, huh? No other questions on that on the uh, 
chat. So nice to be with you on this occasion. See some of your. There is a short question in Spanish from Mahapriya. Mahapriya, why? Yeah, yeah, Rani is Bhakti Devi. So without Bhakti, the Jeevas cannot meet Krishna. Yes. How you get bhakti? That is through through uh, someone who has bhakti. Whoever whoever Radharani has placed herself as bhakti Devi in the heart of some sadhu, that sadhu becomes compassionate. Then mm-hmm. he or she then uh, shows compassion to others by giving them bhakti. Mm-hmm. So the Sarup Shakti seems to decide. Like, for example, Sarupa in Priyat Bhagavatamrita is called a coward boy, Prinarmasaka by Radha one day. He says, listen, I've got a mission for you. I want you to go. There's a Mathura Brahmana. He's now gone to Braj. I want you to go there, be his guru, and bring him back hmm, to serve Krishna. I know that by sending you to him, he will please Krishna in a particular way as a Brihanarma Sakha Sagun. So Bhakti David has some say, you can say, in who we are, ultimately. She's the medium. And she lives only, living only for the, for the pleasure of Krishna. She knows it will please Krishna. All right, so nice to be with you all. Srimati Radharani Ki Jai, Srivarastami Mahamotsavati Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premambi. Pretty well. I'll be with you next week. Yes, Srivarastami Mahamotsavati Ki Jai. Pretty well.